This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, Andrew, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Honored to have you with us. I'm in NYC. This is Buck Clay out in Nashville, Tennessee. We have so much to tell you about today. Big Bird, all eight feet of them, getting interviewed, pushing the vaccine, saying it's uh, oh so important. We'll talk about that bit of propaganda, given that children are now cleared by the FDA for a vaccine that the numbers certainly say they do not need. We've also got the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals stepping in to say, hold on a second with that federal vaccine mandate. Lawyer Hat Clay will be jumping in with me on that one to talk about all of the latest. Plus, Aaron Rodgers getting some heat from Howard Stern, among many, many others in the actual sports media, over his his comments on vaccines, the fact that he did not get vaccinated. You got the possible uh, banning of Let's Go Brandon shirts from certain sports venues. And then the third hour of the program, just to give you a heads up, we got Senator Ron Johnson of the great state of Wisconsin on those migrant flights, the southern border, so much more, the Build Back Better agenda. But first, let's get into Biden. Joe Biden, how's it going? How's it going, Joe? No joke. Not so good. Not if you look at his numbers, not if you see what's actually happening in the eyes of the American people. Uh, The latest right now is that you've got Biden with a 37 percent, according to USA Today poll, approval rating, 59 percent disapproval. The good news for Biden is that people are even more disapproving of Kamala Harris. So not that anyone really cares, but if you think she's going to take over for him at some point, it does matter. Harris has a 27% approval rating, 51% disapproving. And this comes right when we've seen the infrastructure bill pass going to Biden's desk. Clay, it seems to me like they've been hoping after the Tuesday election shellacking that they took. Oh, we're going to start spending a bunch of money and people are going to realize things are much better than they think they are. So far, that at least has not sunk in yet. And I think the Biden administration is running out of rabbits to pull out of the hat, so to speak. I think they're they're running out of room to maneuver. 
at some point, Buck, you get defined and you are what people decide that you are. And that can be both good or bad. And Biden, it is very, very bad. 37, 38% of approval rating in the most recent USA Today poll. Kamala Harris, 28%. Putting those numbers into context, Buck, in no point in either of our lives have a president and a vice president been this lowly regarded by the American public. I mean, you and I are around. You're about to have the 40th birthday. Two generations between us. Mm -hmm. Never in either of our lives has there ever been a point where a president and a vice president were this far underwater. And I just saw, as you started the show, CNN came out with their own poll, and it said, does Biden have the right priorities? 42% said yes. 58% said no. When a CNN poll is nearly 60% Biden has the wrong priorities and the way that they are collapsing, 36% Buck of independents said that Joe Biden has the right priorities. Only 75% of Democrats said Joe Biden has the right priorities. This is an unmitigated disaster for the Democratic Party. And the question we said, what was going to be the fallout? Well, we'll talk about infrastructure, I'm sure, during the course of today's show and the decisions that were made there. But the biggest fallout in terms of the midterm so far is the number of Democrats. I think we're up to 12 now who hold House of Representative seats and are not rerunning. Most of those very competitive marketplaces. Uh, and if you look at the overall trend lines for who, which party is favored, we're talking about 40 or 50 seats potentially that the Democrats are going to lose in 2022, which means the Republican would have Republicans would have a decent majority. I believe it was Yogi Berra who said deja vu all over again. And that's with 2010. That's a way of looking at this with the 2010 uh, midterm election that Obama faced. Those numbers, the Tea Party wave, which changed the Republican Party, changed conservatism for, for a generation, really look at how many people came into politics at that point in time and what an upsurge there was from the grassroots level, I think you're facing something similar. And, and you can tell the White House is a little bit uh, uh, flustered. Here's Joe Biden on the migrant payment issue, which last week, remember, we we're all saying this is a total outrage. I mean, yes. $450,000 a person for people for who family, missed that story. Yeah. For, for people who are separated under the Trump administration. Uh, of course, they always have to say under the Trump administration because Trump was so you know, heartless and all this other stuff. A million dollars per family. Biden said that was malarkey. He didn't use that word. Sometimes he says that, but he didn't use that word. But he said this is you know basically crap. And now it turns out, no, it's not. So instead of Biden having the humility to realize or the humility to, to say to everybody, OK, I didn't know what was going on in my own administration. He just starts yelling, angry old man, get off my lawn style at a reporter. Here he is. Where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars The number was what you had a problem The number I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child, it's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstance. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay, I disagree. And also, it matters a lot how much money it is, Clay. It matters a how lot to people that can't lost? pay their bills. How many kids are lost, Buck? I mean, is this a common thing where they have no idea where the kids are? 
I, it just doesn't seem like that's very common so to me. What's it seems like that would be a fairly substantial story. What's ended up happening, I've spoken to, to people I know in, in, in border uh, Customs and Border Patrol and Immigrations uh, and Customs Enforcement about this. And what's ended up happening was that there were kids who were separated, but usually they were put with other family members. Right. And then the parent was either let into the U.S. or in some cases if they were deported, but they're, they've been placed with a family member or they've been placed with a, a, a safe home. So... Every circumstance is unique about this or, you know, every every individual case. But let's remember that the, the basic premise of this was we did not have facilities for anybody who wants to know what happened. All the facilities at the southern border are built for single adult males, essentially, because we most do- people historically crossing into the country have been doing so to work. And the general consensus has been they send money back to the countries that they're from and they may go back or forth back and forth as the seasons change that's the general consensus on who comes across the border historically correct and yes. so they built all these facilities for that and then what happened i've been to i've seen these facilities they are not nice by the way they are not yeah. pleasant places to be but you know you're supposed to be held in them for a couple of days and then be deported is actually the way the system is supposed to be they're not supposed to spend a long time there but because of the flores decree which comes from a judge it says you can only hold children for 20 days families came in they realized they could intentionally overwhelm the system at the border and then we would not have the processing and holding capabilities so then they would just be led into the country so there was an intentional overwhelming of the system that was the whole point of it and then sometimes because you had people who had to be detained and processed we didn't have the ability to hold children with them at the time. They've since built different facilities, and now they have a different process in place. So there were some families that were separate at the border. The Trump administration did change that, Clay, because they did have a there was a, a you know, humanitarian concern and outcry says, all right, we'll figure this out. But initially, it was just like if you had been arrested for drunk driving and there was no relative to take a child who was in the back seat into custody, the state would take custody of that child while you were processed and held in, in jail and, and go through that whole system. Because they're breaking the law. This is the part of this. Democrats don't view this as in any way actually illegal and problematic. So they skip that part to it. And it turns into we owe these migrants not just money. We owe them the right to stay here forever. That's what they really think. And that's where the American people are saying, hold on. So they're going to get to stay because, by the way, Clay, they are. Yes. And they're going to get a huge check. I mean, more than, as you pointed out, it's more than the average American household is going to make in almost a decade. Yes. Probably tax free because it's federal government paying the uh Paying the fee. And, and Biden acts like this is no big deal. And you're further incentivizing the decision that was made in the first place, which is think about how in a you know literal game in many ways of telephone, this is going to work its way back to Central American and Latin American countries. It's going to be not only is the United States the land of milk and honey, but they're giving people hundreds of thousands of dollars when they come across the border. Do you think people are going to understand the nuance that Joe Biden is trying to make here? And again, the larger point, too, is how many families are entitled to this? Okay, Joe Biden says it's not going to be $450,000. Let's say it's going to be $350,000. How many American taxpayers' dollars, hundreds of millions? What's the total cost here? How many people are going to be paid out under this procedure? And again, Buck, the bigger picture question I think that is a really good one to put in context is this is more then we often are paying families in America whose sons or daughters are being killed while serving in our armed forces. There's about a thousand, by the way. That's the uh, three hundred parents of separated children have still not been located. I, I wanted to check because you asked them for the number, and yeah. about a thousand families in total had some form of of separation. So just so everyone understands, 
there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands that are crossing that have crossed illegally families into the country. Yes. So this was not they make it sound like the Trump administration policy of the overall was to number. intentionally pull everyone apart and not know they were trying to reunite everybody. But also when people come into the country illegally and they don't want to be processed through the system, they don't want to show up at their court hearings. They don't speak English. They don't have the uh, they don't have a legal right to be in the country in the first place. They're less likely to work through the system to find out what's actually going on with a separated child. And remember, sometimes it was with parents, sometimes with aunts and uncles. They're trying to get together with family members that are already in the country. The whole thing was a mess. But the pro I mean, the, the entire plan was to overwhelm the system. And so the way Biden, the Democrats are setting this up, you're rewarding people for the intentional act of we are overwhelming the system. You know, yes. if you if you intentionally you know, fill a restaurant with five times as many people as are legally allowed to be inside under the fire code. And then, you know, you have to evacuate for some reason and some people get hurt leaving it. The people intentionally overwhelming the facility are making a very bad decision and should not do that. Right. If they should be rewarded, should not be rewarded for it. And yes. so this is the look. Yeah, you should reunite everybody. They're trying to do that. No question. But to pay them four hundred fifty thousand dollars is a slap in the face to a lot of people in this country who are saying, hold on a second. I mean, Clay, there was an article over the weekend in the San Francisco Chronicle. You see this where there are people wondering aloud. Maybe we should just tolerate burglary. Maybe we should just accept property crime. People are going to come into your house. They're going to steal your stuff. It's not that big a deal. Let them take your e-bike and your iPad and your whatever. You can buy more. This is redistributive justice. There, this is what the left, the, the lunacy of the left has taken it to now, where you have prosecutors and other people saying, oh, I don't know if really we're going to actually even enforce enforce those laws. Meanwhile, the laws for you know illegal immigrants now, it's not even just they're going to let them into the country, but some of them are going to get huge checks, more than people this make in just, a decade. This is just an expansion of what's going on in the Bay Area in general, where they no longer enforce shoplifting. And now they're essentially saying if people want to walk into your home and steal, they can do that. But oh, by the way simultaneously while they're saying you should just get used to burglary they're also saying you need to have your five-year-old's vaccine passport in order to go into mcdonald's and get a quarter pounder for your kid or chicken nuggets it's, it's madness for, we are up against a lot of madness in this country yes that's that's the short version People, that is very accurate a large portion of the country that happen to be democrats and vote for biden have completely lost their minds so that'll be a theme that we continue to come back to today we'll, we'll we got more on this plus the aaron Rodgers, howard stern thing clay is uh Clay's going to tee off on that one a little bit. There's a way for you to easily save 50 or $60 a month on your cell phone bill. Switch to Pure Talk Cellular from your current cell phone carrier. Pure Talk is on the exact same 5G network using the exact same towers as one of the big three carriers. And Pure Talk has this offer. Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network, just $30 a month. For families using Pure Talk, the average family is saving over $800 a year. And switching is so easy. You can keep your number and your phone. Pure Talk sends you a new SIM card and you swap it out. This month, get Pure Talk's Black Friday prices on new phones like the iPhone 12 Clay, just $479. Yeah, and not only that, great deal there. Pure Talk's a top-rated wireless company as measured by Consumer Affairs. Customer service based here in the U.S., my own 13-year-old, he's in eighth grade, he has a Pure Talk phone, absolutely loves it. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, how do you sign up and save up to $800 a year? Dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk, and you'll save 50% off your first month, and you'll be able to save on a new phone as well. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for detail. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Monday edition of the program. Late on Friday night, so late, in fact, that many people may well have missed it, especially as you rolled into your busy Saturday and Sundays. The Democrats passed the infrastructure bill in the House that had been pending since all the way back in August. Ron Klain, who is uh, maybe the default president of the United States, given that Joe Biden can barely string a couple of functional sentences together, uh, exulted over the passage and said it was a result of Tuesday's uh, midterm, or I guess off midterm elections. The voters sent a message on Tuesday. They wanted to see more action in Washington. They wanted to see things 
move more quickly. And, and three days later, Congress responded, passing the president's infrastructure bill. But but a lot of work went into getting us there over the past few months. So I don't think the election alone put it over the line. What put it over the line was President Biden starting back in uh, April, putting it before the country, working with Democrats and Republicans in the Senate to get it through the Senate in August, working with a broad coalition in the House to finally pass it. You know, Chuck, this is the oldest show on television, as you know. As long as the show's been on the air, people have come on the show and said, we should make a massive investment in infrastructure yeah. to grow the economy, to strengthen the thing. We finally did it on Friday. That's the bottom line for us, I think. Okay, Buck, here's the question. This had already received the votes of 19 Republicans in the Senate, this infrastructure bill. 13, I believe, was the total. Republicans in the House voted for this infrastructure bill. If Republicans had stood strong and not supported any of the infrastructure, then this bill would not have been able to pass because Democrats had revolts from the left wing in their party, the AOC crew. So, Buck, the reason they did this ostensibly is because they believe now that infrastructure has passed, that it's going to make it very hard for the Build Back Better agenda for the budget reconciliation bill, whatever dollar figure you want to put on it, one seven five three five four trillion massive bill that Joe Biden is trying to push through. Right move, wrong move for Republicans in the House to help this pass. Is oh, there Clay, the right one? Clay, they're very there. A lot of a lot of people on the right are very upset about this. You've got uh, even here in New York City, one of the members of Congress, Nicole Maliotakis, whom I, I, I've you know interviewed, I know a little bit from from work. Um, she voted along with it. I mean, there are people who and getting a lot of heat, getting a lot yeah. of heat because why? You know, look for them, the infrastructure thing. This turns into a this turns into a pork situation. New York City, for example, is going to get a lot of money out of this. So if you represent a district in New York City, it becomes very tempting, even as a Republican, because. Yeah, the the national level GOP might get mad at you, but the folks that are actually in your district, when they start hearing about money for this, money for that, that's where I think some of them went wrong, Clay. I I don't I would look, they shouldn't have gone along with it, and I think some of them are going to get primaried because of it. That's what I they, see happening. They should have held the line. To me, it's a big gamble because they guarantee a trillion dollars in sp- in spending. And now they're hoping that you're going to blow up a couple of trillion dollars in spending and you're basically relying on Joe Man- Manchin and Kirsten Cinema in the uh, in the Senate, the, Ar- the Arizona and the West Virginia senators in the Democratic Party to blow this thing up and torpedo it, that feels like a really big gamble to me, Buck. Uh, when we come back, more COVID insanity. We'll tell you the latest on that. But in the meantime, chronic pain, disabling, keeps you from living a full life. If you or a family member are experiencing serious pain, you know what I'm talking about. Fortunately, there is a solution. It's Relief Factor. drug free product made for you. They've developed a three week quick start pack, Relief Factor, three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three weeks, and you'll know if it works for you or not. Hundreds of thousands of people have tried. About 70% of them have gone on to order more. Amazing odds. Relief Factor works for seven in 10 people, including Buck's dad and my wife. Are you one of those seven who will live your life in less pain? If so, you need to join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. ReliefFactor.com, 800 for relief 1995 three-week quick start, ReliefFactor.com, or 800, the number for relief. It's the Democrats who seem to be, I mean, I travel in every state now back on the road, and the red states are a joy, and the blue states are a pain in the ass <laughs> for no reason. 
There you go. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. That was actually Bill Maher, man of the left, but a man who does see some things clearly, who goes around. Clay, I think, unlike a lot of people in the media, a lot of people at CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, Bill, because he does stand-up comedy, he goes to states around yes. the country. It would be amazing if you actually polled the New York Times and Washington Post newsroom how many of the people that are writing about the country have been outside of the New York or D.C. metro area in the last 18 months? And I think you'd be stunned to find out that, well, actually, probably not. A lot of you know this, but I think it would be stunning to some folks to find that there are so many people that think that they understand the country who don't even go. They've never they don't know what it's like in Texas. Maybe maybe, maybe don't even know what it's like in Florida right now. Blue states, a pain in the ass for no reason. I'm in one in New York. And yes, New York City is a pain in the butt about COVID stuff for no good reason. The new mayor, Eric Adams, soon to be new mayor, mayor-elect, just came out and said he'll think about maybe getting rid of the mask mandate in schools. Am I, we're supposed to be thankful that our abusers will stop abusing us and our children? Is that how this works? It's the right move, but it's hard to be thankful for it when they're just deciding to stop being so crazy but understand this they're not done they're not done they they want to fight this all the way on the osha mandate what's the point of congress when you have osha think about what they did with the cdc they tried to extend an eviction moratorium using the centers for disease control now they're telling you that osha can mandate over 100 and we'll get to what happens with less than 100 employee businesses in a moment over 100 employees a federal regulatory agency can just say, yeah, you have to get a shot that, not to overstate it, but this is a fact, can harm and even kill you. It is possible. There have been cases of people who have, it's very rare, but who have had adverse reactions to the shot, just like with any pharmaceutical, any intervention. The state's going to make you do this. Ron Klain, as Clay and I like to refer to him, the kind of de facto. President fact, of the United right, States. De, de facto chief decider, the decider in chief of the United States. Here he is saying, look, if they can make you wear a hard hat on a construction site, they can force a shot in your arm, probably your five-year-old's, pardon me, arm two, seven. Look, these vaccine requirements have been litigated up and down the courts all over the country. State requirements, for example, one in Maine. uh, And every single court before this one ruled that they were valid. The Supreme Court has turned back several times already, various efforts to enjoin Uh, other vaccine requirements. Uh, I'm quite confident that when this finally gets fully adjudicated, not just a temporary order, uh, the the validity of this requirement will be upheld. It's common sense, Chuck. If OSHA can tell people to wear a hard hard hat on the job, to be be careful on chemicals, it can put put in place these simple measures to keep our workers safe. It's it's not the same thing, Clay. (laughs) No, it's not the same thing at all. Look, OSHA on the job, if you are working in an asbestos-laden factory, OSHA can come in and determine whether or not your working conditions are safe. But they directly pertain to the working conditions themselves. And also, there's a wide variety of different requirements. I mean, we said it uh, last week. It's 490 pages, these OSHA regulations. And what he's referring to is the Fifth Circuit of the United States, which is traditionally a conservative federal circuit, has suggested that they may stop the enforcement of the Biden vaccine requirement. And I think what that would likely lead to, Buck, is ultimately a conflict among the circuits. 
And for people out there who don't understand it, our federal courts are set up in a variety of different circuits. And I used to know them all off the top of my head, and I'd be able to run through them. But for instance, California is in the Ninth Circuit. Texas, Louisiana, Fifth Circuit. My home state of Tennessee, where I am licensed to practice law, Sixth Circuit. And oftentimes what the Supreme Court ends up doing is when you have conflicting circuit court rulings, which I believe is likely, you'll have the California as the more liberal circuit court saying, oh, of course OSHA has the right to do this. And then you'll have more conservative circuits saying they don't. The Supreme Court's going to have to break this tie. And Buck, to me, this is a massive opportunity and also a massive obligation and responsibility for the courts to overrule the federal regulatory state here and not allow OSHA to implement vaccine requirements on the vast majority of the American populace who is going to work. Will they do it? That's the question. I I think you've got right off the bat, you know, you got three votes that are sure as heck going to say shots every day, forever, you, your kid, they don't care. Whatever the whatever the. The uh, the Leviathan wants to do yes. out of D.C. under the Biden administration. You got three Supreme Court justices are going to say, oh, yeah, that's great. Six that could go either way. I'm I got to tell you, Kavanaugh and Barrett. I don't think they're solid on this one. I don't think they're solid on this one at all. They need to be. They, they need to be really solid on saying that this cannot be permitted to occur. And this, by the way, is the kind of Supreme Court opinion that last and matters for potentially hundreds of years because this won't be the last time there is a pandemic in the United States, right? I, I think everyone needs to understand that if if this is hell, if let's say Ron Klain is right, and it's just like this is like the morons that were saying at the very beginning, yeah, just like it's all like seatbelts. Everything is yeah. like seatbelts. We can make yes. you do anything. We can make you mask up all day. We can make you stand six feet apart. We can make you do jumping jacks because we think it'll be good for your circulation and help you against COVID. That actually would be true, by the way. I, would, but, I wish right, they'd mandate right. exercise but, instead of mandating vaccines. But we can do way, all be of that because of yeah. seatbelts. That was the argument from from the dumb set in the, in the very beginning of this, and they've, they've kind of keep going keep going back to this. If this is true, the federal government can mandate flu shots for everybody, too. No doubt. And as we know, flu shots, you know, efficacy is usually 50, 60 percent. And, you know, and at that point, you say, well, what else are they going to mandate for health and safety? Because we've we've adopted or at least a big portion of the country has adopted this zero risk posture about all about all aerosolized and respiratory viruses. Will that just extend into the rest of the culture always and forever? They're thinking about combining the covid and flu shot, Clay. Well, think about this, Buck, and this didn't get very much attention, but I saw it and I couldn't believe it. Over the weekend, the Florida Gator football team, they got destroyed by South Carolina. Congrats to the Gamecocks on a big win. The coach of the Florida Gators, Dan Mullen, came out and said one reason why we lost is because we had 20 to 30 players who had tested positive for the flu. Buck, they all traveled and they played. No restrictions at all in their ability to play in the game. If they had tested positive for COVID instead, which is actually statistically less dangerous to most young people in the country, they would have not only not been able to play, they would have quarantined and they would have had to forfeit. So how in the world are you justifying, even for the virus people out there, 20 or 30 people have the flu, which can spread during games, all the players go and play. And by the way, I think that's fine. But if it had been COVID, they would have shut down the game and canceled it. It would be fascinating to see... An actual oh, but you know, I got some answers on where the 
CDC director Rochelle Walensky, the yes. little propagandist for the Biden administration pretending to be doing medicine, where the 80 percent. This is looking at observational studies of N95 mask usage uh, in a clinical setting. So so they're pretending that for people who forgot yesterday or Friday, she said eight, mask wearing would eliminate 80 percent of covid, which that's is what completely she said. It's a lie. Insane. I mean, that's the fact that she says that out loud and doesn't expect to be mocked and ridiculed just shows you where the experts really are at this point. But it would be fascinating to see a study at this at this stage. And we'll have to go through, I suppose, the winter to really know. I'd be willing to bet that you'll find that the seasonal flu, which people think we might have a pretty bad flu year. I've, yes. got, I've got a couple friends that are sick right now. Yeah. Um, I know I, I've had family members who are sick. It's pretty stuff significantly. Going, yeah, yeah, definitely stuff going around. Is the flu for a young person? More dangerous because we're not, you know, they're not mandating flu shots than a young person who has the COVID shot or COVID antibodies. I, I think the answer you're going to find is probably yes. Yes. So if we're mandating all this stuff to protect you from COVID, even though your risk as a person uh, in the lower age brackets is very minimal, why wouldn't they mandate it all for the flu? It is and how does it incoherent. Ever end? Incoherent. How does it ever end? If you, if you're going to start mandating it for the flu in every viral season, kids are going to be wearing. Uh, do masks you remember forever. at the very beginning? Well, this Clay, we would say, guys, we had on an average flu season forty, and in a bad flu season, eighty thousand Americans die a year. And we never masked up. We attention. never did all these things, and all they kept saying was, "It's so different from the flu. It's going to be." And now we're looking to saying, "Well, yeah, it was. It's worse for older people and those who are at high risk." But now we're looking at a situation where this is actually kind of like the flu. Yes. That's actually where it's we are. It's never going to go away. And you're going to have to get a shot every yeah. year for the rest and, of your and life. in case you've forgotten, Fauci is the worst person on the planet. All right. Legacy Box. Simply the best company to preserve your past memories captured on videotape, film, and more. This company, Legacy Box, sends you a box to fill with old home movies and pictures. You send it back and they'll do the rest, digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive, the cloud, or DVD. It's like magic. If you're like most, there's one box in your house that has all those videotapes, film reels, and photos. Each of them contains sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Save these from being destroyed by floods or fires. Each item is hand-digitized by a team of over 200 trained technicians right in Tennessee. They've got great online tracking, and they provide you with a dozen email updates along the way. Clay, it's amazing. I've done it. I sent in my photos. It was so easy. Yeah, and right now you're getting early access to a Black Friday sale. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Clay and Buck to unlock a discount for their Black Friday sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay and Buck. Best deal of the year. LegacyBox.com slash Clay and Buck. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 
One more time, 833-995-GOLD. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Welcome back in. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Finishing off the first hour, Monday edition of the program. Five-year-old vaccines, that's where everything is headed. And CNN, as the official government propaganda arm, I can't believe this is real, but some of you may have seen these clips. They interviewed on CNN Big Bird, and I think it was Big Bird's mom, about needing to get the vaccine and how excited. This is Dr. Sanjay Gupta talking with Big Bird. I think this is during a town hall uh, this weekend on CNN. Sesame Street characters are explaining the fact that they are getting the COVID vaccine. Listen. Have you decided if Big Bird's going to be getting the vaccine? Yes, I did. I asked my questions and I got my answers and I've scheduled an appointment for my grandson. We're leaving in a few minutes. Now, I just need to get one last thing before we go to your appointment, Big Bird. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, uh, I have one more question. Uh, uh, I'm a little scared to get the shot because I don't like needles. Uh, will it hurt? Uh, I mean, Buck. They also had Elmo. Now, what's crazy about this is so many people out there criticize people who listen to this show, and they're like, how would you trust Clay Travis and Buck Sexton to share COVID opinions with you? They're not doctors, yet CNN has got... All of this propaganda that they are bringing to bear on the idea of 5 to 11-year-olds getting the vaccine. And as we pointed out, the city of San Francisco is requiring 5-year-olds to be vaccinated and have their vaccine passports in order to go inside and get some Chicken McNuggets. I mean, 
This it's, is crazy. It's completely insane. And if you if you really just look at the numbers, if you look at the data sets that we already have, let's just assume for a second. I, I would note that um, I, this is obviously an unscientific poll, but even among uh, the followers of actress slash activist slash idiot Alyssa Milano, um, <laughs> who I had the misfortune of interviewing some years ago, and she actually thought that it would get her far to have her PR people complain to my then boss, not on radio, but on TV, that I was too abrupt or something with her. I was like, she's absolutely horrible. But she did a poll, will you get your kids? And the, the numbers were overwhelming of her followers. She's a left-wing activist. People say, no, I'm not going to get my kid vaccinated. Let's assume that we just look at the numbers for a second. We look at the numbers, and we find out that it's very unlikely, let's say, that you're going to have some adverse reaction as a kid. It's a, it's a low risk. But look at how low the risk is of a child being hospitalized or dying from covid which one is actually going to end up being more when you're talking about a one in a thousand mortality rate from the virus? What's the mortality rate going to be? Remember, we had that case confirmed in Oregon. A woman got the shot, you yes. know, had, had a heart issue, died. OK, what what are the, now? I understand it's very rare, but what is the what's the confirmed number going to be or what's the number going to end up being? of children that have a really severe adverse reaction to the shot versus those who have a really severe COVID infection. I mean, one in a million is like, you start to look at, this is considered safe in most contexts for for drugs that people take and things that do. One in a million isn't something you worry about, Clay. So what happens when we line these two things up? No doubt. And by the way, we've never actually said, hey, you need to get a flu vaccine or a flu shot for young kids. Never occurred. Yet, right now, when you think about it, there is far more risk to kids, young kids, from the seasonal flu than there is from COVID. And so this idea that so many parents out there are just going to meekly acquiesce to this request is, to me, terrifying. And I hope there's enough parents out there to fight because I believe that this vaccine mandate for children, as controversial as the federal vaccine mandate is for adults, the fact that we have got kids potentially here is going to be a battle the likes of which we've never really seen. The next, the next two phases of their incrementalism are going to be mandates for kids for schools. That's already in some states. They're going to push it in more places, depending, obviously, how the court battles all play out. And also, what about companies with less than 100 employees? Here's the Surgeon General. Nothing is off the table at this moment, but the focus right now is on implementing uh, the current rule that OSHA put out. And finally, let me just emphasize that these rules actually work. What we've seen in a report issued recently was that on average, businesses that put these requirements in place see a 20 percent increase in vaccination rates, often boosting them into the 90s. So if we realize, as we have over the past year, that vaccination is our one of our key pathways out of this pandemic, these requirements will do a lot to get us to where the finish line. I always start to flip out, Clay, when they say this thing of, yeah, if we're going to sue you and or, you know, fine you into oblivion or cost you your job, more people will get the shot. Yes, this is true of, of all different forms of, of tyrannical policy. If you yes. threaten people with things, some people will do it. They act like this is some revelation. If you hold a gun in front of me and say, give me your wallet, I will give you my wallet. That's not because I want to give you my wallet or because it's a particularly good decision for it, us to be incentivized. Imagine if I interviewed your armed robber and he was like, yes, but but my my mandate for Clay to give me his wallet was so effective. That's not the point. And also, it's not ending. And I think this is a big part of this story in general. Just over the weekend, the NBA, National Basketball Association, said that players who had been vaccinated had to get the booster 
And if they didn't get the booster buck, they were going to be treated as if they were unvaccinated. So now, and this is not going to be unique to the NBA, this is going to be a lot of different employers out there. The standard for fully vaccinated is going to continue to move. Are you going to have to get a booster every six months for the rest of your life in order to be considered fully vaccinated from COVID? Is this really where we're headed? I think the answer, unfortunately, is yes. Aaron Rodgers stood up to it. Howard Stern was not happy about this. We're going to have some fun. I, to start I mean, next I'm going to have to start showing up in my... I got to get an Aaron Rodgers jersey, start showing up to do the show in my Aaron Rodgers jersey, because he's now... We got Kyrie Irving is my favorite NBA player. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, my favorite NFL player. So I'm, I'm excited to get into this one, Clay, because they're so. I'm pretty sure there was an NFL player who just killed someone in a car accident. Yeah, that happened. Less coverage of that, outrage coverage of that, than what we see from Aaron Rodgers on his shot. We should talk about it. For sure. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 